Hi, I'm Otto. Welcome to Ellen Sarah's podcast. Yeah, we are recording. Okay. Well, I did walk in here and you were like knee deep in a bolognese pasta. So I came in ready to start. You came in here. I came in. You came I in was here like four thirty-one and oh. I said you were to you, like first. I said to you, <laughs> Sarah, I'm really impressed with how you're on time. Like, what's the reason for that? Yeah, you, got, I, I thought maybe you like got stuck on this out of town or something. You had nowhere else to go, and you're like, no, I want to get home and see my kids. Like, okay, I is the that. bar? The, yeah. Well, I've been gone since Wednesday. I've been traveling since Wednesday. Today is Monday. I haven't had dinner with my kids since I guess Tuesday night, and that just feels like a long time. Yeah, but you're getting away from the point. The, the point, what you're saying is that you were just shocked that I was yeah, on but, time, meaning one minute late. Yes, but I was like, you know, positivity when yeah. you walked in. Yeah. And um, and then all of a sudden you became obsessed with posting this like video that was pointless and then really spending a lot of time on it. And then that brought me to the next thing, which I think a lot of girls are going to relate to on this, not to you, but to me is that um, Sarah recorded a video and someone that was in the video was like, oh, I don't, you know, like cover my face. I don't love it. And so I was like, oh, you look fine. It's fine. You look great. It's just a Zoom. And I was like, that's so interesting because Sarah <laughs> Wait, I thought is... you said this doesn't have anything to do with me. So oh, you're no, You're going to attack me. What are we? Are we minute? We're minute one. <laughs> I, it's not it's, an attack. It's not an attack. Oh, I want okay. to help you be more self-aware. Okay. Okay. It's not an attack. It's this. Do you is know more... how many pictures you posted mm. me that I hate? Do you oh, know? God. Okay. But do you? But do you know? And I just have to have that I, conversation with myself where it's okay. like, so oh, okay. okay, if I could finish. Okay. It's that Sarah is the girl and you all know this girl. We all Everybody know this girl. knows this girl. They're all, this girl is in your life and mine is Sarah who when, well, that's when she is, looks, looks at a photo, when you post a photo, a group photo, anything, she'll be like, are you okay? I literally have seven chins. I look disgusting. I am so mortified. Like, you're actually just such a horrible person. And you'll look at the photo and she literally looks like a supermodel. In like, your like, opinion. In most people's opinion. In your opinion. And she'll think you're a complete monster. And then whenever you're like, oh, I feel like I look rich. Like, oh my God, literally get over yourself. Nobody's even looking at you. That's so silly. Like you look great. You're just like so crazy. And by the way, I wanted to ask you this. I wasn't planning on asking you this. Oh but my. I looked at the photo that you posted today yeah. from our photo shoot okay. from Favorite Daughter. And I noticed, I was like, huh, Sarah's face looks really smooth, but mine looks the same as it was originally. Did, did you, be honest, did you go in, smooth your face and not mine? Are you okay? Let me go into mm -hmm. my phone. Here we go. I did a comparison Let's on my phone. Let's go you're, you're sick. Just so you know. On my phone. Just so you, Aaron. Open Facetune and see just, if it's the most recent just, photo. Okay, we're going to do it. Here, I'm going to walk you through it. Are you ready? Here we go. Morgan Rabin, where are you? Where are you? Where are you, Morgan Rabin? It was on a text with Stop me, looking through my you, texts. and Morgan. No, I wrote her this, or this afternoon. Are oh, you side texting her? Yes. Okay. I wrote her this morning and I said, here we go. I said, will you send me the pic you just posted? Mm -hmm. That's what she sent me. That's what I posted. I'm zooming. So you zoom. Zoom. You zoom. Mm -hmm. I posted it unfiltered. I posted. That's just well, you. It's after we've been airbrushed, of course. Okay, but so acknowledge right now. Okay, so you didn't do what I thought you did. I did not do what you thought I did. Okay. I posted exactly. I didn't even filter it. I posted exactly what mm -hmm. she sent. It's not my fault that that's what I look like. <laughs> That's not what you look like. It's an airbrush photo. <laughs> okay, but thank you. They now just, we can move on because I didn't. Yeah, you, I'm not. I did think you did that. I would never yes, smooth. You, well, let's not Aaron, say never. Let's not say never. I would never. Do you know how many times I've smoothed your crow's feet? <laughs> I have done that for you. Right now they look good. You don't have any. 
The well, crows are not walking. Due to an, an injection or two. What does Simon say? He goes, oh, yeah. those crows are a walking. Yeah, as soon as like the Botox wears off, he's like, he literally does a motion with his fingers. He's like, mm, the crows are walking again. Yeah. And anyway, I so I didn't do that. Doctor. Okay. But Sarah is the person who has no sympathy when you feel self-conscious feel about a photo. About but she is the most sensitive about her own photos and thinks it's like people are being mean and objectively nobody would ever think you look bad in any photos. I want to post a, I want to show a photo that we got into a huge argument over. Like I need to, I don't know how to share it on this podcast, but I guess when the episode comes out, I'll post it in my stories. We didn't speak for her. And it was a big fight that we had over this photo. And Sarah was like, you actually are showing your true colors that you posted this photo of me. You actually, like it's sad how, how much you want to take me down. <laughs> Like you were like, you're so this. It was like, you became like the worst version. You know, like you like fought okay. dirty about it. I don't remember the, the photo. The photo could be on the cover of a magazine. Okay. You posted a picture that is the world's worst picture of me. Do you know what, what event this is from? Do you know what photo it is? I can't. Because I can tell you. Okay. What event? Well, was it a dinner at Sun? No, at Sunset Tower. Oh, I looked like a potato. And I don't remember what it was I looked for. like a potato. I it was a dinner I, for Rachel. I looked like a potato. Okay. Well. Was I wearing a white blazer? Yeah. <gasps> Looked like a potato. I just want to be clear. You're not going to have any support from the people on this well, one. We'll have to find it. But at the oh. same time, I have to acknowledge that, you know, everyone's insecurities are their own and you're totally entitled to feel sensitive about a photo. I just wish you would also have the same, you know, understanding when, when someone else feels self-conscious because you, the, you know, the buck really stops with you. Okay. But you admit, admittingly so, that when you look at pictures, you only look at yourself. Yeah. That's what everyone does. <laughs> <laughs> you literally are does. the queen. This is Aaron. Okay. Someone will take a picture and she'll look at you like, oh, love that photo. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Amazing. And then I'll look at it. My eyes will be closed. In my defense, <laughs> your <laughs> eyes are always closed in photos. Literally, you just you keep your eyes closed the entire time you're taking a photo. Well, can I be it's serious? So though? Weird. I think something's wrong with my eyes. My eyes are closed in every picture. Don't you have like a hooded thing or something? Like a I low do hood? Have, <laughs> I have a low brow. Thank you. And yes, my <laughs> My eyelids. Oh God, and I'm so I, tired. I'm delirious. The other day I was like, oh God, like I'm, and I'm not, I'm never going to be like, get my eyes done. Like, you know, people like- they Never cut, say never, babe. No, never say never, but they cut their eyelids off. That's not a, that's not a look I'm personally going for, but- Talk to me when you're I 60. Do you think get your eyes done. There's nothing wrong with but that. But I do think I need it because my, my eyelids, <sighs> I have the floor. Just no, I know it's just that this episode's leaning more into a vein territory. That wasn't my intention. Well, you started it. But it was more about, you know, sensitivity to photos. Let's just finish this for one second. I really do actually need to figure something out because the skin it, on my eyes really does cover my eyeball. So I wonder- So if, one day you just won't be able to see through the, the I skin? I think that's where it's headed. It's like a saggy skin? But this is, I'm already, I was already born with a hoodie eye, maybe, is that what it's called? A hoodie eye? And then it's just getting worse. Mm -hmm. Anyways, my eyes are always closed in photos, number one. Number two, you know what's really funny? Do you ever do this? So do you ever look- this is really when you have a lot of time on your hands, but mm. someone's Instagram. And then you look on the pictures they're tagged in. It's always a different look. Mm. It, well, there's that it's one. It's always a different there's look. A, but there's a- For myself included, I've had to- un I've had to untag myself in a few photos that have been tagged to me that I haven't myself. had the luxury of, you know, judging. Judging. Um, there's a account I follow. They don't post very much. I think, did you alert me to it or did Jordan called Celeb Face? I think it's called. 
I don't know about and that And it basically shows you side-by-side comparisons of like real photos of celebrities and then the ones that they posted. And it'll show you the changes that they made. And the scary thing is, is that most of the people on there are literal supermodels and they, and they alter the photo. Like they make their waist smaller by like such a fraction. You can barely tell the difference. And honestly, what I think when I see that is how fucking sad it must be to be that beautiful and be obsessing over something little. Oh, which brings us back to you. Oh, wow. That really came. By the way, I've never edited my body ever. My, the, the thing that I'll do, but the, I'm saying uh, obsessing over something. The thing that so I'll little. do the most, I'll like smooth my neck sometimes. Cause sometimes I have this You've got neck issues. position and I'll have like 18 lines in my neck. I'm like, wait, hold on. We don't, that's not cute, but I've never touched my body. I don't really do like, I'm not a big, I'm not a big, I'll do it. I love a filter. Honestly, I think I have tried to, but I'm not to, a to big, alter my body. And then I'm no. always so scared that like, no, you haven't. No, I mean like by like fraction, I've thought about oh. it and I've played around on Facetune, but then I always no, think that vibe. like, you don't realize how the surroundings are getting wobbly and that I would be so no, embarrassed you can't do that. if I ever got called out. So I've never actually done it. No, but I'm just saying, you don't need to. I'm just being honest. I've considered it. Oh God, this, this whole like Oh, it's how long is this going to last? I don't know, but we can't solve it today. Okay, we just got back to New York. I love New York. Mm-hmm. It's Me also too. just a great time of the year. It's, it's so perfect. Cold coat, sweater look. I really, not too I cold. loved my looks this weekend. You did? Yeah, I did. Oh, you didn't? No, no, they were fine. I mean, there were nothing like right home about. Well, you should tell that to the people who all wrote me being like, what are those boots? What are those boots? What are the boots? There was Zara. What's that dress? Favorite daughter. I thought I looked really cute. I thought the dress was one size too big for you. What's well, a size small? You need an extra small in that dress. Oh. It looked a little baggy. Yeah. It should have been, it should have fitted you a little bit better. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that, I can take that kind of criticism. That's not a tough one to take. Uh, no, I, you thrive in cold weather for sure. I definitely thrive. I don't do well in like summer months. I don't do well in like beachy environments. I do really well with clouds, overcast, warm drinks, sitting, lounging, <laughs> you know, lack of movement. Um, yeah. And we went, to, we did this event at the Allure store in Soho, which I thought was a pop-up. It's not a pop-up. It's permanent, which is lucky for girls in New York. Okay. I have to say people. that store that's... Uh, it's called the Allure store. It's a, uh, people are like, wait, what is this? What is this? Number one, that location's insane. Like right it's there on Lafayette. Location. It's insane. I am so obsessed with beauty products. So walking into a store like that, that is like so heavily curated, that is a cool thing. I was saying to the guy, I side wrote him. I was like, I think you guys need a store in LA. Mm-hmm. Love to help you find a location. Because you LA work, needs that. Do you work for them now? No, I was just being friendly. Oh, okay. But they, um, we don't have anything like that in LA. Like we obviously have like, you know, Sephora and Ulta and those places, but it's, those places don't feel curated. There's a lot of- gray? That's more curated, but that's, that's not really like a, like a walk-in kind of store. Can you walk in there? I've ordered um, online. I mean, it has a door and you walk right in. No, so. okay. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that. They're so stupid. <laughs> I confused. think it's like by appointment no, only or something. No, it's not. It's just a regular store. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Well, I do like the idea, by the way, I love Violet Gray, but I like the idea that um, every single thing, you walk into a lot of these stores and you're like, I don't know, is it good? Isn't it good? That store- No, it's you cool because it has like the stamp of approval, this like stamp, this beauty stamp. Well, it gets an award once a year. What I love is that they have the hand. Have you tried the Hanukkah mask? I'm not, I never tried oh it. Oh my God, you guys. I, I need you to understand. The Hanukkah mask is so amazing. For, before an event, 
By the way, this is not an ad. No one's like you're paying. you're pimping it out. Are they like paying you? No one is to paying talk about me. It? No one is paying me. The Hanukkah mask. It's the mask that makes you look crazy. Okay, I've been using this mask for years. Like before an event, it really works. Like it makes your face so tight. You would love it. Did you get one? No, the I, they're going to send me a bag of stuff from the You store. should ask for the Hanukkah mask and you should do it before baby to baby. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Don't thank me. Um, it really works. They also had that um, that thing that everyone's talking about. Uh, I've seen it on Instagram. It's like a device. I don't remember the name of it. You guys will remember. It's like a device where you it it targets the dark spots you have and it like shoots out something that treats it and covers it. Blue light? No. Is that the blue light one? I don't remember the name, but it's it's very expensive, but apparently it works. I don't know. It was just a very cool experience. Yeah, it, was great. it was very cool. And then while we were there, <clears throat> we had a celebrity sighting. We did? Yeah, we did. Auto. Auto. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Well, so so Oh my God, walking in with his shades. We're in New York oh. and Jordan and Tom are in England for a friend's wedding. And so the kids were like alone for I don't know how long, five days or something. So when we found out we were going to New York, Jordan was like, Oh, that'd be great because we've never left the kids for like a week by themselves and they have, you know there for a week. I don't I feel like it maybe is a week all all in. Um and so he'll be so excited to have, you know, family around or whatever. So I got in on what day did we get there? Sunday. Right? I Saturday. Oh, I got on the Saturday night and Otto was like ecstatic. He was so excited that the nanny was like, I have to let him stay up because he's waiting nanny. for that you. Nanny's lovely. She's wonderful. Yeah, she's she's really new. Wonderful. So like they don't the kids don't know her that well yet. And she let him stay up and she took a video of him like waiting downstairs in his pajamas for me to like drive up in the car. And we ran in this in not in the street, but in the sidewalk towards each other and embraced. It was so cute. And so the next day I said like, well, we're doing this thing at the store, you know, you and the kids should come by and they didn't have anything else to do. So he shows up, but like, it was as if he had an appearance there. <laughs> he shows up. He in walked in sunglasses. No, we have video of it. I posted it. It was, oh, you posted it. It was an entrance. And the it girls was were like, freaking out. It was a full blown entrance. He's very shy though. Yeah. He got, he got overwhelmed. Thank God. How it would be kind of brutal if he was like a showman. If he was oh, like, yeah. hey everybody. Hey everybody. But also when people are like, oh, you're famous. I'm like, don't say that. Cause you don't want him to know. He can't be, a, he's, he's old enough. He's going to be four in a couple of months where he'll start to be aware. And like, as soon as he's aware, it's not cute anymore. You know, you got to keep him unaware. Um, yeah. And then Junie, like, doesn't even let me touch her or you. I, but you know what? I broke through with her this trip. You did? Yes. She had me hold her. I think maybe because her mom and dad were gone, then maybe I was the next closest thing to, like, comfortable. And so she had me hold her. She, like, buried her head in my chest. It was so cute. They're really cute kids. And then I stayed an extra day after Sarah left. Um, yeah, because for you, it's like you know, well, for me, I'll speak for myself. I put my kids to get bed basically every night. I wake up with them, obviously, every morning, do the mornings with them. I take them to school pretty much every morning, um, unless Tommy does, but he travels a lot. So I enjoy getting away and just not having to deal with a whiny little brat. You know what I'm saying? Not oh, that who you call it a brat? Like all, all kids are bratty. Yeah, they're all true. bratty and they're whiny and I have to pee and it's like a thing. So for me, I'm kind of like, okay, like I'm away from mm-hmm. 
from having to deal with like pot- potty breaks and like shit spilling on tables. Right. And so every time we go to New York, I always try to stay at Jordan yeah. and Tom's to be with the kids. And, and I'm Sarah a little more like, hotel. I'll be in a hotel ordering room service because it's a little bit. And then that. I'll see I'll see the kids because I love my niece and nephew, obviously. But yeah, you know, it's, a, it's different. But for me, it's fun. It's the same way that yeah, I've always not, been with, not, yeah. with your kids, yeah. too. It's like I get excited to go do the things that you are yeah. like sick of doing. Yeah, it's not fun for um, me. So I stayed an extra day and um, took Otto to school this morning. And I just felt like such a cool New, New Yorker. I use Blue Land uh, all through my house. I use their powder dish soap, which I love, the laundry detergent, the hand soap. I really use all of it because the whole theory behind Blue Land is You not, buy the bottle once and you refill it forever. Yeah, it's like very eco-friendly. And honestly, the products are really great. And it's like they give you these stats how estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and clean cleaning bottles are thrown away each year. It's just like, why are we being so wasteful? Also, the bottles look beautiful. They're, they they actually look nice in your kitchen opposed mm-hmm. to some of the, you know, the, the cleaning products that we're used to. It's like, oh, get those out of here. They look so- Exactly. So they're like very yeah. beautiful yeah. Instagrammable bottles with warm, you just fill it with warm water. Mm-hmm. They put these little, you know, you put a little, uh, like a tablet in there and then pour water in. And I use their all surface cleaner all the time. Uh, after I cook, I'm very messy. And it does a really great job. And you just know that like you're helping the world and the products are clean and- and it's also very affordable. You end up saving a lot of money doing it this way. Yeah, of course, you buy the bottle once and then you're just those little refills are, you know, very yep. reasonable. And the refill tablets start at just $2. So right now you can get 15% off your first order when you go to blueland.com slash foster. That is 15% off your first order of any Blueland products at blueland.com slash foster. Blueland.com slash foster. I see that um, Sakara is um, next on the list. And I also see that you are carrying a coffee cup, Sakara and Alfred's. Sakara's everywhere. Oh my God, I didn't even notice yeah. that. Yeah. I didn't even see that. I'm literally holding an Alfred the, matcha that says Alfred X Sakara. Uh huh. They cool. are. They really are everywhere. They are everywhere. Sakara, we love Sakara. It's you see it all over Instagram because it really stands out because the meals are female very founders. The meals are beautiful. They are they are bright colors. Um, it's all plant based, plant rich meals. They also offer daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas. I've said this before. Their detox tea is one of my favorite teas uh, ever to drink. Um, and they also have the best selling metabolism super powder and the Metabolism Super Bar, which is delicious, and it controls your su- sugar cravings and reduces bloating and it boosts okay, energy. Okay. It's, this is... And reduces fatigue. That one's yes, important for us. Yes, it is clean, plant-rich, ready-to-go meals. Enough said. Like, there you go. Life is crazy. Life is complicated. Not everybody has time to go grocery shopping and then go home and cook mm. and then clean. No, they're it's all like, ready to eat meals. They're ready to eat meals. And the food is great. And um, Organic. It's all organic. Uh, so right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to sakara.com slash foster or enter the code foster at checkout. That is Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash foster to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash foster. I felt cool walking him to school, you know, like going, I don't know, his scoots and I'm just in my, with my you warm know what? coffee. I think Shiksa should get shot in New York if it goes. I really do. I've thought all along it's a New York show. When I close my eyes, I see New York. I don't see LA. And I've always felt very firmly about that. Interesting. Yeah. 
It's a New York show to me. Huh. Okay. So we're just having to relocate into New York. If it goes, yeah. I mean, even if you're not, if you don't play the lead or if you decide, you still need to be in New York. Are we having this conversation on the podcast? Well, yeah. Okay. We can have it. We can take it out. It's a little confusing for people, I think. Oh, well, we have it. We we develop TV shows as well as doing all the other shit you see on Instagram. That's the stuff you don't see on Instagram. You don't see all of our TV stuff on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But we work daily on TV stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know. I think that you should you should um, uh, manifest. You love New York. You should manifest New York for yourself. Well, Sarah is not being great at giving context right oh, now, but no, I'm trying not to give too much away. Well, I mean, if you're going to talk about it, you either talk I know, about I it. I know, I do. Or hate you it don't when, talk when, about like, it. When like celebrities or influencers are like, oh, I'm so excited. There's this thing. I can't talk about it. It's like, well, then just shut the fuck up. Like, don't talk about it until you can talk about it. I think it's, I've actually mm-hmm. unfollowed people for doing that. Yeah, I do. And think I it's just annoying did that. when people go, really excited for something to share with you guys. Can't tell you what it is yet. Can't like, talk about it. Like, oh, really? Okay, well, do you, are you under like an NDA? Yeah, let us know when. I, yeah. Maybe just don't bring it up until you can talk about it. I think it's just people So is wanting, that what you're doing right now? Well, no, I don't think it's the same thing because I gave con- more context and can't talk about it. I gave real context. I said the name of the show. I said, All you right, know. The show is called Shiksa. It's a show I've already written. Um, and Shiksa is, if you are not familiar, it is what a non-Jewish woman is called. And um, the show is essentially about a girl who converts to Judaism to marry the guy she wants to be with. Mm-hmm. And I, it's not based on anything from my life at all. Nope. It's really good. It's actually, um, I forget what a talented writer you are. I, I hate to give you credit because I don't know. I'm kind of annoyed with you today. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm mm-hmm. always annoyed with you. Mm-hmm. But I will separate that because I also benefit from your talent. Right. And say the script is so good. You know, our, our audience is getting invested in our personal lives. This is really the only place that we talk about our personal lives because our Instagram, we don't do that, you know? So I think our audience wants to know the shit that we have going on and a lot of our TV stuff we don't post about because we're not really those people that talk about it until it's real. Oh, you know what that makes me think of? Okay. We'll just move on from that. Is that, no, it was like kind of part of that. Okay. I was just thinking that I haven't checked in to see how many people wrote about wanting to work at our favorite daughter store in Beverly Hills. Oh, you're just full pivoting now. So you're getting away completely from. I don't know. My pivot felt like it made sense in my mind. Okay. But you can, you can pivot me back. That's fine. I'll, if you're going to go there, then I think we should really go back to what Wednesday to Sunday has been for us. Like we should talk about Michigan. Okay. I think we should talk about Michigan. We have wrapped up officially our, you know, like forever, but for now, our partnership with The Graduate. Yep. Which unfortunately was Aaron's idea. Oh, wow. You know, Two compliments. It, I know. We'll edit that out. <laughs> and it really was, at first I was like, oh, I don't know, like, Will this drive revenue? Will this? Will people come? Because my instinct is always to imagine no one's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Which, and Michigan was um, was unbelievable. First of all, I'm so mad I didn't go to college. Like I'm having a moment where, mm-hmm. like, is it too late for me? I I don't want to. I know I could do like a six week course online, but I want to be like too a late. student. I want to be an in person student. It's not at too the late. You're Ross how old are you again? Business School <laughs> of Michigan. Fuck you. <laughs> Um, and so I think you can do it. I think that you, I'm very passionate. You love that town, have a lot of feelings around things. Well, like who, like you seem to have a lot of finished business, the horse. Yes. I just think that you have a lot of thing, a lot of feelings that come up 
that it makes it seem like you have a lot of regrets on having not done things differently. And like, I want a different life. I want this traditional life. Well, I want this life. So you regret the things you didn't do, not the things you did. And I'm having like a real, like, I really regret I didn't go to college. Like, I'm telling you, I'm forcing my kids. And Tommy and I feel differently about this because Tommy was God had a God gifted talent. So he's like, mm-hmm. you don't need college. I think that, I think that it, those are so like pivotal years. And yes, are those four years naturally going to translate into what your profession is in life? Who knows? But I think that something happens those four years. I think you learn to be on your own. I think you, you network, you meet your lifelong friends there. You meet your future business partners. That's there. not networking. Like, that's just making friends. Oh, but like, oh, <laughs> Sarah, just the way you think about everything is really funny to me. Like everything's like opportunistic. By the you way, know, that like brings me network, to crypto, you meet people. my freaking Coinbase like, that's account. Just, that's just called making lifelong friends. Okay. Remind me to remind me, put a pin. We got to talk a little bit about crypto at some I'm, point. I will not put that pin in. You need to put the, the pin, pin is out because you are an idiot. Put it on you your equestrian are, crypto podcast. I just want you to know I am... I am so up today <laughs> that I might not even need you or this podcast anymore. Honestly, I think what you should have is a YouTube show <laughs> where you talk about crypto and horses and you'll just have like weird followers go there and they can watch you talk about it. Guys, I can't give financial advice, <laughs> but like, who do you think you are? I You're wish, just a person with a Robinhood account. I wish I don't even have a Robin account. I have a Coinbase account, a Kraken <laughs> account and a Binance account and I'm working on a couple others. <laughs> Oh my God. Sarah. Laugh now. See you in Aspen. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing in Aspen? Are you flying buy, me there in your new plane? I'm going to buy a house in Aspen. <laughs> your rebrand as like a crypto freak <laughs> is so strange to me. <laughs> oh. Okay. We're oh. so all over the place. But I Back really, to Michigan. I really support it. Okay. So we have talked about this before, I believe, but. We did our final stop in our college tour, the heart, the heartbreaking college tour for Sarah Foster that's made her realize that she wants to go back to college, to go for the first time, actually. <laughs> um, and honestly, I will admit, I will agree with you that Ann Arbor was a Someone from admissions great, wrote me. You've said that three times. Well, not on the, I'm, I've said that to you, but now I'm saying it to our listeners. You said it, I think, I think you posted a story or something saying that. No, I did not. Oh, okay. Maybe you just talked about it a lot all I weekend. Talked about, I mean, I talked about it to you. Okay. We had a great time in Ann Arbor. Love that town. Beautiful town. Love the graduate Great there. meal at, what's it called? Aventura. Great meal at Aventura. Very Fantastic good food. food. Um, and it was just, the people were great. The families <sighs> were great. And we sold a lot of clothes. Turns out they're big fans of Favorite Daughter. Big fans of Favorite Daughter. Met. A lot of money there. A lot of money to spend. Well, it's been interesting, the towns, how- Let's just be real. Those families were rich. Well, sales were sales were up. Sales were sales up. Sales were up in Michigan. If you have a clothing brand and you are looking to do a trunk show somewhere, mm-hmm. I would say do it there. I was I well, literally FaceTimed with Molly after the she was like, How do you all I'm gonna come see you in, in New York? Molly, my friend Molly Howard is one of the co-founders of Laline. And I was like, this place is rich. Like these people are buying, buying, buying. You're she missing was, a huge. She was like, should I, should we do a thing there? Lilina was like, you're tripping if you don't do a thing there. Cause well, but you're missing like sell, sell, sell. the major thing. If she, if they went there right now, it's not going to, it's, we went on parents weekend. That's true. So let's also, you know, we're, college students aren't buying, you know, $200 sweaters. That's true. So we, we were intentional in our planning 
we hit up Parents Weekend. Of course we did. People, we were seeing people That's, that weekend and they go, this is such a good idea. You know what? It, you know, it's Parents Weekend. And I'm like, <laughs> we're like, you is? think I don't know it's Parents Weekend? Why do you think I flew all the way to Michigan? We were like, oh, it's Parents Weekend? We had no <laughs> idea. That's such a coincidence. Oh my God. I hope we sell things. No, but the graduate, they're fantastic partners. The graduate's an amazing Oh my franchise. God. Love them. I think we should just plan on... I think we should just plan on once a year doing those four again on the parents' weekends. Well, I think we should pick different cities, though. I think I'm, that I'm going back to Michigan. You do you, but I'm I'm taking favorite daughter to Michigan. No, I really loved Michigan. Um, I think that Nashville is great. We too. Get, they're all great. Yeah, people write us all the time saying come here and come there. A lot of people want us to come to Dallas, um, Dallas, Chicago. Miami, Chicago, Boston. I get the most. And so I think we should like pick the most requested cities, and yeah. we should do more because we enjoy doing it. We and here's the thing: you can't make a successful business out of just being you know known in New York and LA. You have to go to the middle of the country. You have to go all over. We and want everybody. And get in at the ground. And yeah. Get in know, at the ground? I don't know what I'm saying. I just got off a plane tr- literally 20 minutes before Sarah walked in the door. What I airline got, did you take? I got in on a, off of a plane. Uh, United. Oh. Terrible Wi-Fi. You, went, you took United. I mean, I don't know if it was just that flight, but the Wi-Fi was slow. Hmm, Wait, but you're very. I don't. I have. I'm very no particular about my. I, I look up the plane yeah. style, the seat, the when flight I show up path. at the airport, I literally text Montana and I go, "Where am I flying? Oh no, no, no. What no. what terminal am I at? Oh, what no, time no, do I leave no. Montana? I have no. When the driver says, "What? Oh, it's not very relatable to say driver. Yeah, is it? Yeah, okay, it could be an Uber you, driver. In one sentence, like, <laughs> I write Montana. I tell my driver, and then he radios my butler, and then the butler radios security. Okay, let's be clear. It We're could very be a, normal. It could people. be an Uber crazy. driver. An Uber driver says, "What terminal are you?" And I'm like, mm-hmm. "I don't know. I have no well, we idea." We all know now. You have a personal driver in your. It's okay. Just say it. You're. You're. Sarah, I don't have a personal driver. I would love to have one. Oh. Okay. Well, you've been very specific that only you will have certain people drive you because you, so that's actually not true. We, Montana has a list of the drivers you prefer and the drivers you will not have again. But that's not having a personal driver. What that is, is there's a certain companies <laughs> that other companies pay for us to get picked up at the airport, right? And sometimes, I actually remember, for my own there was a guy to- that we used to pick us up together all the time. Thank God we drive separately now. And it'd be 6 a.m. and he would be chatting up a storm, like drilling us for questions, See, and I like asking it. us a million things. And I was just like- You're offended by it. I like it. I'm not awake enough at six in the morning for that. And so I'd be like, hey, Monty, you know, let's find someone new next time. Wow. I, I don't want to have to talk at six in the morning. Cutthroat. I mean, cut I don't think throat. it's that cutthroat. I do. Here's the difference. You don't pay attention to people. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not aware if they're talking to you, if they're ignoring you, if they smell bad, if they're fun well, and that, I, that, I, that who can You have no idea what their personality is like because you don't notice them. And that's not just an Uber driver. Person. That's just human beings. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, close your, close where, your eyes. I don't know. Close your eyes, Sarah. What's Montana wearing today? I am about to school you so hard. She is wearing a white sweater. It kind of dips. It there's like a there's like it, it like dips a little bit. It's not like an it's not like an asymmetrical sweater. She is also wearing jeans, and I believe maybe her cl- she got a clip. Whoa. On one side. Are your eyes open? No. Is it? Let me see you. Yes. I. Oh my God. Thank you. Oh God. my God. It's like you know her. Wow. Good job. Sarah. Can't tell you what you're wearing though. <laughs> Can't tell you what you're wearing. And now this I can is see why it. you're not particular about people because you don't see them. Okay. Oh God, that felt like a good laugh. Needed to get that out. I don't know where we go from here, but um, I think that we should. Oh, 
I, it's so interesting. It's like so many people who we would see in life, right? They would come up to us and it would always be like, oh my God, barely famous. That was it, right? Like that's the thing, like that people would recognize us or that people wanted to talk to us about. Wish it still was. Would love for that to be on the air. I know. Well, it still could be. We, we'll, we'll talk about that. But it, um, it's Back now the podcast. Five years later. <laughs> it's now the podcast. It is the podcast. People now. love the podcast. So all my insecurities about the podcast, which there are many, Mm-hmm. Um, people really, and it's not like people say like, oh, like I like your podcast. People are like learning shit from the podcast and changing behaviors and patterns in life and like leaving bad relationships and quitting jobs and hopefully we're leading them down the right road. I know. But I it's hopefully really, we don't have a bunch of unemployed single people. Does it move you as much as it moves me when people tell you this? Yeah, of course it does. Okay. It well, does. That's good. Of course, it means a lot to I me. I had a woman cry on FaceTime. It was really crazy. Wait, why were you FaceTiming her? They asked me if I would FaceTime their friend. She started crying. Wait, at the Allure? At the, uh, yeah, in New York. She started crying because I FaceTimed with people too, but they didn't cry. So was it the same person? Well, they were obviously moved differently by your presence <laughs> and they were moved by mine. But I've never met anyone who's more moved by you than me. So I'm confused. Well, there's a first time for everything and it just happened. Well, she was very one. emotional. You deserve one. Okay. Maybe she started crying when I talked to her and then all of a sudden they, she said, oh, and here's Sarah. And she was already crying. <laughs> and then she, you just happened to be there. Yeah, no, that wasn't really the trajectory it. of the whole thing. Okay, what else should we cover? Um, I uh, I know there's so much more. Oh, I have one. What? As of today, I'm one month sober. Is but that I'm not- why you've been so great? Mm. No. What were you going to say? Uh, moody, maybe not moody. No, like not yourself because you're sober. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Tall, are you reading that book? The book that called- no, I did. I did read. I didn't finish it, but I I read a lot of this this book um called Quit Like a Woman. Uh, yes, stopping drinking in a culture that's obsessed with alcohol. I think yeah. that's what it's called. It is a really really interesting book. Mm-hmm. Um, that made me quit drinking probably six. I don't know, maybe longer. At some point a year ago, whatever it was, um, for a couple months, and then I went, I went back on the booze um, because it's not. I don't have a drinking problem, to be clear. Well, in quarantine, you drink every day, but a lot of people drink. But I think that's normal. Um, But no, I don't have a drinking problem. But um, I think I just don't like the way I react to alcohol afterwards. You sometimes during also. Um, I feel like I'm always, you don't like drinking, so you can't really relate to this really, but right, like you're talking to somebody who is allergic to alcohol. I love a glass of wine. I love our like can of Bev, like here and there and whatever. I'll have a margarita when I'm at a Mexican restaurant, but overall it's like a normal thing for me to go to dinner at night and order like a tea and not ever drink. Yeah. No, you never I never think about it. It's just like, and even this like random Bev you're talking about, that's like once a year and you'll drink half the can and be like, I'm wasted. Yeah. So Cause I love to feel buzzed. Yeah. I really do. Like, who doesn't? Like, I love the feeling of being buzzed. I also like there are certain uh, functions where it's like the idea of going to those functions sober, like n- not easy. So that's the thing I'm always chasing is the feeling of feeling buzzed because I love feeling buzzed. Yeah, that's what I want. But it creates so much inflammation in my body that I just, I usually, I can't drink and eat at the same time because it's just like too much inflammation or something. It makes me feel so bloated and so uncomfortable. And I always feel like I'm chasing that buzzed feeling, but I don't get it most of the time. I'd say most of the time it makes me feel like sick or full. 
And those two out of 10 times that I get buzzed, like that's what I'm always trying to find. There has to be it's just something not worth like it. biologically or physiologically with our blood because mom is allergic to alcohol. I am allergic to alcohol. You clearly can handle it more, but it doesn't make you feel great. Simon can drink a bottle of vodka and wake up and go to work the next day and mm -hmm. totally be fine. Mm -hmm. I think that there's something with how we metabolize Alcohol. alcohol. Yeah, there might be. I also have colitis. So I have a really sensitive stomach and it's really hard on your stomach. And I just realized how like torn up I would feel. I don't know. I just didn't feel good. So what's I was your just, goal here? Well, I also, I don't know. Maybe it, I think personally, I think alcohol made me feel edgier in general. And, and I just didn't like my, I don't know. I just wasn't enjoying it. So I wanted to just kind of stop for a week or two. And then I tried to go to a month and, and it's been the longest month of my life. Like in the, in the oh. sense of, I have felt so good not drinking. I've really felt better in my body. My workouts have been better. By the way, I've lost like 10 pounds. Yeah, you do look. And it's not that I was trying to lose weight, but it was like inflammation weight. You know when you feel like these things are like water weight where you just feel kind of bloated all the time. I feel like no. I like lost that. And I feel like I more don't. like myself. I don't. Oh, okay. Um, and I feel more like myself and I feel cleaner and I just feel, I don't know, I just feel better about myself. And so I kept thinking, oh, it's been so long. I'm so proud of myself. And then it kept being, it was like 14 days, 15 days. It was the longest month. And then finally today it's been one month. So I don't know what the goal is. Yeah. I don't want to be held to like be sober for the rest of my life. But for now, if I could maintain this and live this way, I would be really, oh, really? proud of myself. So if you were going out to like dinner tonight, sushi or something, and everyone's ordering sake, you'd be fine to just be like, no, I'm good. No, it's hard. It is. I've hard been stuff. in a handful of situations where I'm like, oh God, I really want to have that glass of wine with everybody. Or I want to order a drink with everybody. And I but will isn't say- But is wine to, good for you? Isn't it like antioxidants? Isn't a glass of red wine good for you? Like listen, don't the I French live until they're hundred There are differing opinions on that. The book that I read that I just mentioned would say that that's not true, that all alcohol is poison and that it's never good for you. Remember when you told the CEO of a major, major, major tequila company that alcohol is poison? <laughs> I think people who are listening should tell us if this is a topic that's interesting to them. Because I do think to your point, Sarah, there are a lot of things that are hard to do without drinking, like oh my dating without drinking, like sleeping with someone for the first time. Going to a drinking. party where you know your ex is going to be. Yeah. Going to a party where you feel like you're going to be awkward, social anxiety, oh. um, going through a breakup, going through loss. Like there's so many things that, that you feel like you want to kind of like elevate out of your body and get levitate have that buzz. or elevate, elevate. Levitate. No, not levitate. Just elevate up. Like you want, oh. like in my mind, I want to like lift above my head, right? I want to like be a little bit out of my head and out of my body. And it's really hard to do so many things without drinking, but why do we feel like we have to drink to get through all these things? So maybe it's an interesting conversation to have because I'm now on this journey and- um, Do all your friends drink? Jamie's no. not a big drinker, is Jamie's she? Not she a big drinker. a lot of weed. Jamie's not a big drinker. Simon's a drinker. Um, but- I don't know. My friends drink, but we're not like luscious or anything. No, but yeah, glass but like, of, it's a glass of wine is definitely a part of our socializing. For right, sure. like Jen never Jen, goes to dinner without a glass yeah, of wine. Yeah, I was just gonna say Jen loves a glass but of wine. But she loves she she loves good wine. She'll drink a glass of wine and then she'll wake up and be like so right, productive the next day. For me, if negatively. I drink a big glass of red wine, I wake up and I'm like, oh, I can't mm -hmm. do anything today. I will say, like Simon told me, he's like, I've noticed that you that usually when we come home for dinner, from dinner, I'm always going like, oh God, I feel so sick and I overate and like, I feel so gross. And I haven't been doing that at all this last 30 days because I, I think when you don't drink, you also like make different choices at dinner and you eat lighter and you don't like, 
I don't know. It's just making me feel just, better. We really just sealed the deal on us ever having a alcohol brand. No, I'm not saying I have no nothing against alcohol for anybody. Just for myself, I'm just feeling better taking a break. That's all. Makes There's sense. no broad sweeping statements to be made here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I think that's great. I think you just you should for sure try it. Cause if you ever gone a month without drinking. Yeah, I did the same thing for two months oh, it was two whenever months. it was. And then I broke it. Yeah. I don't remember why, but I'm sure something I think that wasn't it's good worth to it. try new things. And I think it's also good to then not feel like shit about yourself if you're at dinner and you're like, I want a glass of wine. Yeah. Like I don't think you need to put like you don't have a drinking problem. So I think it's mm-hmm. great to try this, but then I think you shouldn't feel shame if you're like Yeah, it's not like destructive in my mm-hmm. life or anything. No. No, you're just figuring out what works for you and your body. But it does feel good to choose the like better choice as opposed to the easier choice. I've been in a bunch of situations where I'm like, well, what the fuck? I want to have the lychee martini with my friends at Sophia's birthday dinner at Nobu. I want to have the glass of sake at sushi with with Simon and like, you know, at um, Mm -hmm. like a couple's dinner. I want to have the glass of wine at a girl's night. Like I want to participate. And then when when I don't and I do the harder but better thing, I'm always, I come home and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so glad I didn't It's never drink. worth it. It's just never worth it the next morning. It's just yeah. not. And I wake up feeling so much better about myself. I'm just like, I'm so glad I didn't do that last night. Well, maybe so, 2022 is going to be like it's so really the point. year for me for 2022. I really want to figure out my, this is like so TMI, but like everyone talks about like gut health and, and I just don't pay attention to what I eat. Yeah, you really do. You don't. know that at JFK the other day, I don't even want to tell. I don't even want to say it. Well, you know, I I'm very aware of what I eat. So what did you okay, do? Okay, so I was like, oh, I'm hungry. I was like, what am I gonna do? I went to like, literally, I asked security. I was like, is there only food that direction or this direction? And he was like, well, there's food down that direction, but you don't want anything over there. I was like, well, what's over there? He's like, well, pizza. I was like, oh, I want pizza. He's like, you don't want that pizza. I was like. Yes, I do. I want that pizza. Okay. The security guard who works at JFK told me to not eat the pizza. Mm. And I went and I got like two. This wasn't like a known chain. This Definitely was like, like a significant red flag if the security guy does not want you to the eat the pizza. The security guy did not want me eating the pizza, but I was like, I want pizza. I got mm-hmm. two pepperoni cheese. This pizza was so greasy. You have no idea. I feel like I've been to this pizza place with you at JFK before. It's like next to, um, is there like a McDonald's in there? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's I've like eaten a, that pizza with you before and it made me feel disgusting. Okay. So I just like inhaled two but I didn't stop there. Oh God. I was like, it's a six hour flight home because I tracked it. Obviously I knew oh everything. Two bags of Doritos. Oh God, Sarah. This is not a joke. Also, a, then I was like, oh, I'm going to have a sweet tooth after. I considered getting oh. peanut M&Ms, but then I was like, that's too dark. So I was like, what can I do that's like a healthy option for a sweet tooth? So I got like one of those chocolate chip Cliff Bars. I'm sure filled with like so much sugar, but in mm-hmm. my mind, I, ra- I was yeah, like, I oh, but- Yeah, I think Cliff Bars aren't, actually aren't that bad. But it's like a healthier option, yeah, even what? though like I don't know how healthy it is. And then I sat there in shame for Oof. like, I felt okay, you know? But I was like, because this that's, is, it, but this is why you do it because you, because you feel fine after you eat that stuff. Well, but I, but I'm starting to not like, I'm really starting to not. I also start my morning every morning, putting like eight bags of sugar in my black coffee. Uh, Sarah, the amount of sugar you put in your coffee <sighs> is so dark and it's so weird to me because <sighs> you don't eat, you're not even someone who has a big sweet tooth. The fact that you put the amount of sugar, I need people need, I need you to understand that Sarah puts like 11 packets of sugar no, in her coffee. That's not true. No, it's like eight, 11. It's a lot. I go out in the world and like, I drink my coffee black. Like it makes me all hard, but I like don't mention that I put like, 
<laughs> you literally just like take a bag of coffee. I'm sorry, take a bag of sugar and then drip some coffee into it and that's what you drink. Okay, so as I was saying, I don't want to I want to be that person that would never uh go against the security guards wishes for me. You know? I want to be the person that goes, oh, I would never eat well, that nasty in airport your defense, pizza. I will say that airport eating is tough. Okay, but take take the airport away. I just I don't I don't ever pay attention to what I eat. I just don't. Anyways, I want to be I don't want to go on a diet cuz I I'm I just food makes me too happy to go on a diet. Well, I think so, what you should do is these occasions should just be very rare and they should not be um frequent. Yeah, so I want to watch what I eat more, not dieting, I mean, but just being I healthier. I never eat a bag of Doritos, no matter what. But I will never, I'm sorry, I will and not never for diet, but not eat a bowl of pasta. That's for never going to happen. But we're talking about two different things here. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't eat Doritos, but, not because it's unhe- not because it's fattening. It's because of the disgusting chemicals and preservatives that are in it. Like there's no, there's that, no real food in it. Yeah, but I know women that would go, I would never eat bread. It's like, well, you're really missing out on a lot of happiness. Yeah, well, I can pretty much only eat gluten-free bread because I'm well, have you've colitis. Got a, you've got a, a, you know. Got what? I've got a problem. You've got a disease. <laughs> I mean, it is a it's, it's a disease. A autoimmune disease. Yeah. Okay, this is going to sound like a really weird one. It's a brand called Bite Toothpaste, and it's going to sound strange because it's going to require you to like you know change a routine that's very standard for you. Um, this is something you probably never thought about, but one billion plastic toothpaste tubes are thrown out every single year, ending up in landfills and oceans. Okay. That is 50 empire state buildings worth of plastic every single year. So what bite is, it is they dry, these are dry tablets that you bite down on and they, it turns into toothpaste in your mouth and there's no waste involved. And like it, 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 I will be honest, it is weird at first. And then all of a sudden, once you get past the, it's just changing a routine that you're really used to, it's actually something you become obsessed with and it feels amazing. Ooh, and it like foams up like exactly like regular toothpaste. I mean, mm-hmm. amazing. It is really cool. It is it is Clean solving, ingredients too. Yep, it's solving a huge waste issue and it's reinventing personal care and making this is the future. good for you. This and, is definitely the future. And good for the planet. Yeah. Also a lot easier for traveling when you are only taking a carry-on and <gasps> toothpaste doesn't cut yes. it. Yes. And they're made with clean ingredients, no harsh chemicals, no sulfates, no artificial dyes, no artificial flavors. Um, it's certified carbon neutral, cruelty-free, vegan, and palm oil-free. All of the packaging and shipping materials are refillable and recyclable and home cost. By the way, Con- that is something that no one thinks about, palm oil. You should not be putting palm oil anywhere in your mouth. Yeah, and I you don't realize there's that. palm oil in, to- in a lot of toothpaste. Mm-hmm. Byte is offering our listeners 20% off your first subscription order. Go to trybyte.com slash foster or use the code foster at checkout to claim this deal. That is T-R-Y-B-I-T-E dot com slash foster. Each and every, just randomly posted them the other day just because I was just going through things that I, you know, organically use. And so many people responded saying, like, thank you so much for turning me on to each and every. Mm-hmm. It is a natural deodorant that also curbs smelling bad. So <laughs> I'm sorry. That, isn't that what deodorant is? Sarah? No, but a lot of the natural deodorants, you still kind of have BO. Right. And this one, you really freaking don't. Yep. It comes in, you know, of course, the sustainable packaging, really beautiful packaging, by the way. They just have such nice scents. I keep it in my purse. Mm-hmm. I'm like fine with V using it. You mm-hmm. know, she's turning 11 and she's kind of like starting to smell, which we've talked oh, about before. Oh, okay. Good to yeah, know. Yeah, she's sweaty. She's a sweaty 11-year-old. Mm-hmm. So I 
totally fine with her, you know, using this. Yeah, because you can't put aluminum no. in your armpits, you guys. It's not, there's nothing cool about using aluminum. I'm sh- surprised that we're still explaining that to people. You cannot put aluminum under your armpits. And there's just, it's a no-brainer. They have sustainable packaging made from sugarcane. It is vegan. It is cruelty-free. They use ingredients like dead sea salt and coconut oil. It's a it really is, good stocking stuffer. It's sensitive skin-friendly. <laughs> Um, no parabens, baking soda, or any other hidden nasties. So once you try each and every, you will never go back. We have a great deal. 30% so off your first we purchase. We have an amazing deal for the listeners. 30% off your first purchase of each and every. Just go to our URL, com slash foster and use the promo code foster. Do not miss out on 30% off. Use the promo code foster at com slash foster. We're going to look at some questions from people. Here we go. Love your podcast. I think you guys are so awesome. I got in a fight with my boyfriend recently. We went out clubbing. I was super wasted. He walked outside of the club without telling me and I panicked. I started crying and walked home. We got into a huge fight because he found me walking home and was pissed that I left. It was a total misunderstanding and a drunken fight, but he dumped me a week later and I'm beyond confused. Besides the fight, we had zero issues. Am I in the wrong? Do you think that he broke up with me due to the fight or something else? Is it worth reaching out to him or will I look desperate? Okay. A drunk fight is never something that you can analyze that deeply because what you do and what happens when you're drunk, which is ironic. I was just talking about drinking and all the bad ways it affects your life. Whenever you get into a drunken fight, everything is heightened. So to me, no one is going to break up with someone over something like this that happened when you're drunk. It's clearly stemming from something that was going on before. Maybe it's something that he was wanting to do before the fight. He's using this as an excuse. Or maybe it brought out a side that uh, he'd never seen before and it freaked him out. I mean, we're crazy. Girls are crazy, right? Like I've done, gotten drunk and like behaved insane before and probably scared a few people. Also, it feels a little erratic and a little bit like to just dump somebody. I mean, that doesn't... I agree. That doesn't add up. If Here's my whole thing, too. If a guy is willing to lose you, if a guy is willing to, like, set you out free into the wild where you could potentially meet someone else, then he's not worth it. Mm-hmm. We, are, we are in a position where we are around people all the time. There are a lot of fish out there. If, if a guy is willing to take that chance that, you know, for you to be single and meet someone else, fuck that guy. Also, I've been in situations before where all of a sudden the relationship is like ending over something really dumb and you're going like, this does not make sense. Every single time without fail that things don't make sense, there is a reason for it. Do you agree? Yeah, I do agree. Also, Which means I need the more truth, context here. The truth will come to the surface. The truth always comes. It could take like 20 years, but it always does. No, I think it'll happen faster than that. We went out, but he was wasted. He walked outside for what? To like get fresh air or to like take a call or he he wasn't. So she thought he was leaving her, but he just was outside. Yeah. Welcome to the conversation, Sarah. Sorry. It was um, you know, I was in a relationship where randomly the person I was dating who I'd been with for like a year who had said that they wanted to like marry me and end up with me and have kids with me and all these things. Um, a girlfriend of mine got pregnant with her boyfriend and was keeping it and having the baby. They're going to move Is in this together. related to this question? Yes. Okay. And he was like, that's wrong. They don't even live together. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's 2014 or whatever it was at the time. Uh, grow up. And I said, I mean, if I got pregnant right now, I'd keep it. You know, like we think we're going to end up together. And he freaked out and broke up with me over this. 
like that I like was like quote unquote trying to but get what pregnant, guy was this? which didn't make sense. Well, I'm not going to say his name well, on the you podcast. Can, you can, okay. The okay, point okay. is that it made no sense. He was like, you're clearly trying to get pregnant. I was like, I'm not trying to get pregnant. What are you talking about? I'm on birth control. That's the last thing I'm trying to do. It didn't make sense that he randomly wanted to break up over this. The reason he was really breaking up with me, I found out, is that he had a second girlfriend yeah. and he was getting more serious with that other girlfriend. Yeah. And he wanted to go to New York with her. So he had to break up with me for two weeks. And two weeks later, he came back trying to get back together. And I was like, no, you're a psychopath. Like, get a life. The point is, it's never that simple. If it feels like it's about something else, he was it's looking about for a way out. Something else. He was looking for a way out. But also, I want to say that if I could go back, I tried to play it so cool all the time. There is no shame. You are allowed to send a text asking for closure. Agree. There is no world where it's like relevant for this guy to be like, "Oh, can you believe it? Lisa reached out to me." It's like, yeah, you're, you guys were in a relationship. It's perfectly acceptable to reach out saying, "Hey." I totally respect like where you're at. I would just love to have a conversation. You don't need to like meet up in person, but I just love to have a conversation. So I have just a little clarity on the situation. That's perfectly acceptable. Agreed. Like you are allowed 100% to reach out and ask for the clarity that you deserve. There is no mm -hmm. shame in that whatsoever. I've wished that in the past I had like, you know, been a little bit more, you wish you were more vulnerable. Vulnerable. Yeah, wish I was more vulnerable. Exactly. Not so I could like end up with the person, but just so I could experience what it's like to really what be it's, in the relationship exactly. and let them know how you actually feel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. Okay, next one. Ready, sir? Mm-hmm. Next one. Another compliment for the podcast. Then she says, how do you deal when you and your partner have different mindsets? I'm a positive person. I write in a gratitude journal, openly tell friends and family how much I care and show appreciation. My boyfriend of six years is the opposite. He grew up in a family that does not communicate, does not show any affection. They don't even acknowledge you when you walk in the door. And we live three hours away and speak very short and cold to each other. While that is the case, they do care about each other but it's hard for me to understand their relationship. And that translates to the way that he is in our relationship. Ooh. Therefore, he and I do not see eye to eye about a lot of things and it causes conflict. How can we understand each other better? Okay, first of all, when you're two people in a relationship and you have different mindsets, that is that is very difficult. And it's really easy when you're dating, but if dating turns into marriage and marriage turns into children, that is a red flag. Because unless you like, and what's the point? We're all in a relationship because we assume that there's going to be. It's not like, a red flag. It's an indication that it's an indication that it, that it will be, that life the years will be, will be challenging. The years will be long. The years will be long. And if the goal isn't to end up with this person, if truly you're just like, oh, I'm just like dating and it's fine, then maybe you can deal with it short term. But long term, looking at the world differently and having different values. By the way, you should maybe have conversations about like. Because I think it's perfectly acceptable in young relationships, serious relationships, to talk about what kind of parents you would be. Okay, but I think here's, that's acceptable. But here's where I would disagree, is that as someone who doesn't have kids, when you haven't had kids, and if you haven't been exposed to as much parenting as like I've been exposed to with sisters and nieces and nephews, you don't even know what questions to ask your partner about how they would handle certain situations because you've never been in them before. You don't really know what kind of parent you're going to be until you are a parent. And and if you've never had kids and you're young, you don't, what would you, I wouldn't even know what to ask my partner. Like, what time are you going to let them go to bed at night? Like, what time are you going to, how old are they allowed to get I a phone? I guess that just stuck with me because remember we had dinner recently with a couple that's been together for like 60 years. And of course, like you always go like, oh, what's the secret? How'd you meet? And they were like on the first date. Now this is dramatic or this is drastic, but like, 
on the first date, they sat down and they talked about like the kind of relationship they wanted to have. Like that's as, different. Well, but that's okay. saying like what kind of life do you want to have? Like no, I always they also knew- talked about what how many kids they wanted. Like on the first date. And I was like, oh my God, really? And they're like, yep, absolutely. We threw it all there. It wasn't necessarily about like with each other, but it was just about like, this is what I want. This is like, who I am. This, this is, what I is who life. I am. This is what I want in life. It wasn't about like, hey, you know, Jack, so I want to have three of your babies. I want. It wasn't that. It was just, they were really upfront and honest about how they saw their life going. Yes, and how they saw the world. And I yes. think that that is definitely important. I only say that about having kids because you don't really know what to tell or ask if you haven't had kids yet. But I do think it's really important to um, to be really clear or as early as you can, these, this couple six years in, uh, what kind of life you want and what constitutes as happiness. And I really believe that being in a marriage or a relationship with someone who at the end of the day really doesn't want to spend a day the same way, a weekend the same way, a vacation the same way, a life the same way, that is going to be really challenging. And I don't know if love can can conquer that. I mean, Simon and I come from really different worlds. A lot of this stuff is familiar to me in terms of like our family does things so differently than his family does. And we have we have totally had conflicts when it comes to that because he has expectations for things to be how he's been taught and I have expectations for them to be how I've been taught. And we've, it's taken a long time for us to stop trying to change each other. And just like, I allow Simon to do these things the way he does them and he doesn't, he can't force them on me and vice versa. So funny, Tommy and I always talked about like in the beginning of our relationship, how we were able to make it work because we both like, Obviously, traveling was a huge part of the relationship, but we traveled the same way. We were not big sightseers. Mm-hmm. We needed, we both needed our coffee in the morning and we needed time to adjust to the day. Neither one of us could wake up and just go. Mm-hmm. Like, and because like those just like fundamentals, like those just truly like- No, I agree. If you're on vacation with someone for the rest of your life and they want to get up at 6 a.m. and go running and go to every museum Mm -hmm. and you want to like lay in bed and watch TV, like you always talk about, you and Tommy could be anywhere in the world, but you wanted to like watch- you know, I don't know what, like what Regis and Kelly. Regis we and Kelly. Like, we, would, like, we both loved Regis, Regis and Kelly. Regis and Kelly in bed while you're, you know, in London. That to me is a really good sign that you guys have things in common. Oh, I would have gone crazy if the first few years of the relationship, if if he was the person that was like, okay, 6 a.m., time for a run. Get up. Why aren't you running? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I like to run and I want to be with someone that likes to run. By the way, perfectly acceptable to want to be with someone that wants to go running at 6 a.m. Agree. But if it's not, if that's not you, they're just, their their last name will never be Foster. Well, I don't think a man would ever take my name, but yeah. Um, I meant the women in the Foster family. We are definitely not going to get up and go. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Exactly. We're all very tired. Yes. But I agree. Simon and I are the same way. Anywhere we go, we kind of want to like chill in bed together and I can't picture him asking me to go to a museum with him, thank God, because it's just not what I would want to do. And I do think that, you know, if whole, you could like, have opposites things, attract thing, I don't agree with that. Opposites could attract. They might like, attract, but they can't they sustain. Might, yeah, they might attract with like sexual chemistry or yeah. something that feels different and, and interesting. But but really to make a life with but someone, navigating you, have life? To have, you have to have similar interests, I think, unless you want a relationship where you live really separate lives, which some people want that too. But you kind of have to like be into the same world. Okay, well, it sounds like Sarah really wants this to work. So she's saying, how can we understand each other better? He wants me to accept him for who he is, but I struggle with that because I am such an outwardly loving person. 
P.S. His love language is quality time and mine is words of affirmation. Yeah. Simon's is also quality time. <sighs> Simon and I do struggle with that a little bit. Like he's so, so, so positive and he has a hard time with me being cynical as a person. And that just comes from coming from such different worlds. Is this crazy that, I mean, I, this this guy doesn't sound like a guy that would be open to going to therapy is from everything it shows. It shows like he he doesn't show affection, which then leads me to believe that He's got like abandonment issues or it all traces back to the childhood. But after six years, I feel like it's a perfectly reasonable thing to potentially like have a shrink chick session. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that um, my assessment would be you have to weigh the possibility that that person is going to be able to change, which it might be zero. Like this is just how they are and who they are and weigh that against can you live with them if they don't ever change? I think the answer is most people would go like, I could live with it. I could live with it. But five years, is 10 that the years down the line, you're kind of like, fuck, I knew this. I, I was unhappy about this 10 years ago and it's gotten even worse. So I don't want to be cynical. Listen, this is the but age we have old one question. chance, guys. Yeah. We have one chance to get it right. I mean, it's the age old question where people are like, do I search for something that might be more suitable for me? Or what if I regret that decision? I don't mean we have one chance. Like obviously people get divorced and then find the love, you know, remarry and all those things. But I just mean like- one life. Like we have one life. So I don't know. I mean, I think the red flags before marriage and kids when shit really gets hard, not red flags, but just the questions before life really tests you because, yeah, it sounds a little tough. I, Sarah, I think shrink not checks. you, Sarah, but the Sarah, I would use shrink tricks together or, or and just any therapist. I would, you know, consider having a conversation about if you guys have too many differences to move forward. How do, do you, I don't know if we just, did we do this girl dirty? Did we do her right? Like, how do we do her? Do we give her good? I think different? you're using those terms wrong, oh. first of all. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, everyone's laughing Oh at me. my God, everybody's laughing. Oh, Sarah. What? Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. How did we do her? It's weird that you're not maternal at all because you were born to be a mom. Oh, I am maternal to my kids, just not other people's kids. <laughs> okay, moving on. Sorry, my Shopify is blowing up. Oh, great. Who's buying stuff? I'm not looking because I'm filming a podcast, but it's like ding, ding, ding. It's nice. Osea, uh, our friends from Malibu. It's always really nice, too, to be a lot of um, products we've been turned on to through the podcast, which is fantastic. But Osea is a brand we have been using for a long time. I mean, everyone in my house is now officially using Osea. Osea is having a big moment. These are clean, vegan, safe for your skin, safe for the planet products that actually work. They feel amazing. They feel amazing. I want to bathe my entire body in the night cream that I wear. I am now using the night cream. I am using, I think it's called the protection cream. It's like the thing you put on before yeah. your moisturizer that protects you from like, also, the environment. Also, I'm really into body oil lately, and I really love their Andaria Algae Body Oil. It's a celeb favorite. It is a celeb favorite. It is not greasy, which I think is why a lot of people avoid the body oils. Like, oh, I don't want to feel sticky. This one is not sticky, not greasy. No, it's really good. So I want to say that a lot of young girls are now doing skincare, right? It's like a TikTok thing. It's just this thing. Young girls are doing skincare more than ever. This is safe for your kids. My 11-year-old uses Osea. I am fine with it. So this holiday season, stock up and share your new favorite clean skincare and body care with your friends and family. We even have a special discount code just for our listeners. 10 
10% off your first order with the promo code FIRST at oseamalibu.com. You will get free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. Gifting is always easier if you start early, so do it now. Go to oseamalibu.com and use the code FIRST. So Bombas is a company that we really love. Their mission is very simple. They make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So this holiday, when you gift Bombas to someone on your list, you are also giving them to someone in need. It is a give, give. Okay, they designed their socks, their shirts, and their underwear to be clothes that you cannot wait to put on every day. Every one of them is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a luxurious, cozy feel. They all, it's, everything is like this very soft, it's like a very soft, um, like merino wool. It's a, it's a certain cotton. They have cashmere. It's really, really luxurious textures. Um, but the socks are the thing. People are obsessed with these socks. People are obsessed with Bombas obsessed. socks. Great gift. Great stocking stuffer. Again, mm-hmm. let me reiterate. The holidays are going to be crazy. These are great gifts. And this Get them important, now and use our discount. Important detail to know is that socks, underwear, and t-shirts mm. are the three most requested clothing item at homeless shelters mm. in that order. Okay, socks first, then underwear, and then t-shirts. And that is why Bombas donates one for every item that you buy. I love that. So buy your friend, you know, the Bombas socks and say, hey, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. I also, a pair of these got sent to a homeless shelter in your honor. Like, that's exactly. great. I love that narrative. So worth it. So go to bombas.com slash foster and get 20% off any purchase from their big holiday sale. That is B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash foster for 20% off. Bombas.com slash foster. Hi. Okay. So my sisters threw a mini surprise birthday party for me and invited the guy I've been newly seeing, like not even two months. They found his Insta and DM'd him to invite. Oh God. And then lied about it. He's been, he's since been acting weird. Am I right to be upset with them? Not cool, right? Well, it sounds like your sisters had good intentions. They wanted you to have the guy you liked at your, they thought it would make you happy. Mm -hmm. But like brutal kind of. Listen, I I don't think. I agree it's brutal, but I'll say this. All they did was shine a magnifying glass on something that was going to get there anyway. And it already probably was there, which is that he got spooked that you like him too much. He got spooked that your friends invited him to this thing. These must be really young people because guys love being liked. I only like... No, but guys can get spooked. If I mean, I understand that. I would probably get spooked if I was younger and was dating someone who wasn't sure about them yet. And then their friends did that. I'd be like, oh God, he's in way deeper than I am. And that's the real problem here. That if just- he's acting weird, he got spooked that this is too big of a deal for you, that your sister and your friends are all involved. And for him, he's not looking at it that way. And if they shine a light on that, then that problem was going to be there anyway. I think you're right. I guess I just... For some reason, I have this thought in my head because so many of my friends and people I talk to, the narrative with a lot of guys I know is like, she's fucking obsessed with me. She loves me. Like, I'm, not, I'm never going to leave her. She's so into me. She's just like— mm, There's a lot of guys Maybe who that's say, when you're older. I bailed because she was obsessed with me. It's yeah, just everyone's different. I think that I just you, think there's nothing wrong. You have limited dating experience. So I think that you've had these like these like two or three have, narratives that have been told to you by literally two or three guys well, and that you, holds true to you in a way that you think that that's how all guys feel. I have like, limited dating experience and I guess all of my, they all, that there was one through line, which is I never said how much I liked the guy and it backfired because every one of those guys later in life has been, have been like, 
I don't know. You never, I didn't want to be with you because like, I never knew if you even really freaking liked me. Like you never told me you loved me. Like you never put yourself out there. You weren't vulnerable. Like guys don't want to be with a girl that's like hard like that and like kind of icy. Guys don't like that. So in my mind, I go, it's good to be soft. It's good to be warm. It's good to wear your heart on your sleeve and go, listen, this is how I feel about you. I think you're amazing. I really like you. I feel like that is Allison given a look like that doesn't work? But I mean, I no, I think I just think you're well, maybe looking not on the first things, date. I, I think mean, that, and it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. You've just had very limited dating experience. <sighs> and I dated so, like five guys, you yeah, guys, or you, maybe six. Sarah's not really ever dated properly. Well, She's only just been in relationships with these five people that she went on the, this these dates with, and they're all long relationships. So she really has never like dated at the point where you kind of like are navigating those first couple months of like how do I let him know? Okay, that so I should like I just him set without, out the rest of the episode? I'll just set it out only if it's dating advice. Okay, well. Um, No, I'm just saying that like, I think you haven't experienced the feeling of newly dating when you're, when you're both potentially dating other people and you can't really decide if you should let them know how much you like them because people get spooked. Like I'm sure I've spooked people before by getting too excited too fast. I mean, I know I have, and people have 100% spooked me by being too into it. Okay. Well, I have two things to say about this. You shouldn't be mad at your sisters. They had good intentions. And I just don't think you should act weird to the guy. Don't lean into it. Don't act weird. Agreed. Nothing weird happened. The sisters wrote him, invited him to your party. Who gives a shit? Don't By act the way, like they the did biggest, something weird. That's the biggest regret I have ever had is act a, normal. an overall thing. When I was younger, where if a guy started acting weird, I would then act like so guilty, like I'd done something oh, so embarrassing yeah, that's, that's and bad. so awful. And I would immediately start like, making sure that I was now accommodating to make sure he never feels spooked again or he never feels weird again and never feels any pressure again. And that is not how you should act. I wish so badly in so many relationships that I would have held my ground and been like, dude, I don't know what to tell you. My friends and my sister invited you to this birthday. It's not that fucking deep. It's not that big of a deal. We're dating each other. And if that's too weird for you, yes. then there's the door. Like, yeah. I like you. You like yeah. me. I'm not asking you to marry me. It's not that deep. And yeah, like, I think it's weird that you think it's weird. My yeah. sister's invited you. I talked about you. I like you. I think you're great, but I think you're a little bit less great now. Yeah, exactly. How gangster would that be? Exactly. And if And I would like to say, you know, we're having sex with each other. So if you're having sex with me and then I'm not allowed to invite you to my birthday party, then that's on you. That's not on me. Oh my God. If the, if Sarah had the balls to say that and not in a bitchy way, but just in like a matter of fact mm-hmm. way, he'd be like, yo, Sarah's hot. Oh my God. I think of so many situations <gasps> where a guy made me feel so- We just so, solved it. A guy made me feel, made me feel so embarrassed I for just being it. like a I person. I solved it. I'm, I'm speaking. Oh. Um, where I felt so embarrassed for a guy just like making me feel so embarrassed to just be a human being and be a person. Mm-hmm. And I've been like, oh God, oh God, I'm so sorry if I would be that weird or I'm so sorry if it is. And I'm like, oh my God, get a fucking pair of balls, Aaron. And like, I wish I would have stood my ground. So Sarah, this is your opportunity. Don't let him shame you for this. Do not let him shame you. Shame him for shaming you. Love that. Okay. Solve this disagreement, please. Reaching out to keep, reaching out to keeping in random contact with exes that your partner is not comfortable with. Note, the ex is not someone we ever see doesn't live in the same city, zero reason to stay in touch. Well, everybody feels differently Everyone about Everyone feels this. differently about it. I would say <sighs> each person in the relationship is going to come into the relationship having an expectation of, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, I'm friends with all my exes and it's very casual. Some people are like, I never talk to exes and I cut off all communication. We could do a whole episode on you this, You have to by find the, way. the balance. I feel like we could do a whole episode on this because where I'm sitting, I think it's perfectly acceptable that I can like reach out to or talk to people that I've dated in the past. But if Tommy said, 
oh, I, I, uh, <laughs> I just reached out to so-and-so. I don't know. Maybe we'll get a coffee. I'd be like, that is fucking weird. Mm-hmm. That's so fucking weird. So it doesn't weird. go both ways for you. No, it does not go both ways for me. But like, I don't know. Like, I'm talking about like, neither one of us have had relationships in like 15 or 16 years. Yeah. But it's still a little bit like, on one hand, I go, who gives a shit, guys? You should be secure in your relationship. Like, like we have chapters in life. Why should you just completely never revisit right. a and chapter in your thing- life that- that's the other thing too because you and Tommy have only had these long relationships it probably seems weirder to you but like I've dated a lot of people where I've dated someone for two weeks before or one month where like it never got serious we never slept together there's not anything that deep there those are different if you never slept together that's somebody wants to introduce me somebody wants to be introduced to someone I go oh wait I actually know the guy that started that company and I'm like oh hey so and so um, I think that you should meet with this other person like there's nothing romantic there's nothing inappropriate well that's different if you never slept together I'm talking about like exes like ex-boyfriends ex-girlfriends I just don't think we can give one blanket statement I just think it really really depends. If your guy has kind of cheater vibes, if he has shady vibes, if you've caught weird things happening in the phone, if he isn't where he says he is, like, then maybe it's a little weird he's talking to his ex. Mm -hmm. But if you feel really stable in your... Because there's two issues here. One is how trustworthy is the person that's reaching out to the exes? And two... Why do you have the insecurity in the relationship? Mm-hmm. Because both of those things can be solved differently. You shouldn't feel, you shouldn't be in a relationship where you're insecure about who they're talking to or texting with. No. But is the person who's reaching out to the exes being inappropriate? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those are the questions you have to ask yourself. It's mm-hmm. not, these aren't like one, these aren't black and white answers for anything. I do think we should have an expert on though, where we talk about um, like the rules, the rules within a relationship. Yeah. Because to me, can I just say this? I believe that for Simon and I, we have like medium, maybe I've said this before. We have like medium to small issues. And the greatest feeling is that all of the really big deal breaker things, Mm -hmm. trust, loyalty, like support, values, all those things, they're all like locked in a box in a room that never gets touched. That stuff is never in the conversation. Mm. It's all the low-level stuff. Mm-hmm. Have I said it before? If I've said it before, I don't want to repeat myself. You repeat yourself a lot. Oh. Well, I also just said I didn't say it before. <sighs> anyway, that's the goal is to have all the big things. Those are not part of the conversation. It's not trust is shouldn't even be on the on the chocolate mm. block here. So where did we land? I think it's just too hard to give an answer. I really, really no black and white do. Answer. Wait, this one could be good though to like end with. <laughs> Maybe it's not. This is funny, actually. Oh, God. Okay. We rented a 58-room hotel in Anguilla for our wedding, and we're doing our best to maximize all rooms, beds that we don't have to leave any friend's family off the invite list. My fiance's mom is a diva and refuses <laughs> to share a suite with two queen beds with one of her friends or one of her sisters and is letting her— Oh, and he is letting her get her way. It really pisses me off (laughs) because no one else gets their own room and they understand that this isn't an appropriate time to be selfish. Who should win this argument? Sam, the groom, or the bride, Courtney? Team Courtney. Loser will chug a rum punch. Team Courtney, the bride. Hands down, Courtney, the bride. Hold on. Oh, God. Here we go. Sarah's never going to be on the bride side. No. She's anti-bride. No, I'm not anti-bride, but like the mother of the bride, I feel like it's that's not a real wedding. Role. It's not her wedding. 
Yes, the mother of the groom, Sarah. Get it right. Right, the mother of the groom. It's not her wedding. Well, is the groom paying for the wedding? Oh, no, the, the bride pays for the wedding. I think well, it's I modern it times. It's yeah. just everyone does their own whatever they can do. Well, if the mom, if the mother-in-law is not willing to share a room so and it's hindering another guest being able to come, uh-huh. then that is fucked up. If it's not, if she's like, okay, now I can't have Janine— why is it all the names I use are from 1984? So weird. Lisa and Janine. Janice, Lisa, Janine. I'm not that old. This no, is crazy. Maybe you are. How okay. old are you again? I mean, clearly I'm 56. <laughs> How old are you? Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, let's give her a young name. Okay. Vanessa. Nessa. Okay. Okay. So, so uh, <laughs> I'm going off the rails. Here. You are going off the rails. Here's the thing. It's not like the bride is saying, hey, do you mind sharing a room with like my like druggy college <laughs> friend? Okay. She's saying share a room with your sister or one of your friends. That should be totally so acceptable. that I can have so my can have other another guest. Mm-hmm. Sarah, what are you looking at on your phone? This is like horrible things. No, it's just a woman fell and her like pants didn't rip. It's funny. <laughs> What are I thought she was dead. No. Turn your phone off. We're Woman the- falls down mountain and says and says her leggings didn't even rip in a hilarious <laughs> review of the leggings. That looks like a nasty fall. Honestly, the- that is really funny. And the leggings look totally intact. That is really funny. But That's do you mind be- not looking at Instagram while we're doing our podcast? Sorry, I just felt like you were gonna go on like a wedding tangent. No, so I, I was, was not already, going I already got bored. I was not. I was not. Right, so who's team? Who's chugging the rum punch? I guess Courtney. Definitely team Courtney. Sam? Sam, by the way, Sam, you are not married to your mother. You are married now to Courtney, okay? Well, they're not you married need, yet. Okay, well, you're so about funny. to be married to Courtney. You're not marrying your mom. So you need to realize that you can't be siding with mommy anymore like this, okay? You are marrying out of that family and starting your new one. Okay, I got yelled at for eating during the podcast, so I'm going to get off now because I'm hungry. What? You always do it. And and Allison, our producer, screenshot a customer review. Is that what they're called? Re- a review. A, a listener review. Also, I said, do hear you when you say we interrupt each other all the time. I want you to know that your 47 messages of let your guests speak. I see it. I hear it. And I'll still probably never change. <laughs> Respect. All right. Bye-bye. Ta-ta for now. If you like this podcast, leave a rating and review. This podcast is executive produced by... Can you not use that voice? I'm sorry, I'm trying to sound... Yeah, but you don't need to make it sexy. This podcast is executive produced by... Do you have a normal voice? Yeah. Aaron Foster, Sarah Foster, and Allison Bresnick. I'll take over. Our Our associate producer is Montana McBearney. Our audio engineer is Josh Windish. This show is hosted by Simplecast. See, that didn't sound nice. That sounded great.